0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, November 16th, 2023. On Broadway Radio is Matt Tamanini.
1: And I'm Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
0: Grace, it is wonderful to be back with you on the show and in about 30 minutes in person together to go see a show. And we're going to have a nice little uh, dinner with Ashley and Robbie. So that will be fun. Um, but before we get into that, I want to let you know that we're recording about 10 minutes later than we anticipated because I just got done with an interview with. I mean, literally, a legend of legends. I just had about 15, 20 minutes chatting with Stephen Schwartz, at first primarily about the film capture of the Prince of Egypt stage adaptation that is now available on Broadway HD. But of course I got in questions about Queen of Versailles and Wicked and a bunch of other stuff. So I will be turning that around A-S-A-P to get that to you because it was a really, really fun conversation. If you want to hear all of our interviews before you can hear them anywhere else, head over to patreon.com slash radio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. Now, Grace, you have been otherwise disposed to the first couple days of this week, but I had to circle back to what is the biggest story of this week, and honestly, in many weeks, that is the absolutely unbelievable casting for the Lincoln Center Theater production of Uncle Vanya, led by one of your favorites, Steve Carell. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about that since you weren't on the show yesterday.
1: The headline is Steve Carell. The subject matter, Alfred Molina. Are you kidding me that I'm going (laughs) to have the star of Red and Frida, the film, and Doc Ock himself opposite um, I'm going to go to a Broadway show, Mr. Steve Carell. I cannot... I love lamp. I, what am I supposed to do with this information? I, I can't, I, I'm beside myself. Um, starting a me for these tickets, I guess, like Anika Noni Rose, like it's disturbing how delicious this casting is and the fact that, you know, we
0: We interrupt this regularly scheduled episode of Today on Broadway because well, I had hotel internet issues, so uh, it's always a crapshoot when I'm in New York to see whether or not internet is going to cooperate. Fortunately, it did for the Stephen Schwartz interview. Unfortunately, it did not for today on Broadway. However, I'm nothing if not resourceful. So because I wanted to make sure that I got Grace's input on a couple of stories here today, I took my portable microphone and as Grace and I were leaving Glass House Tavern and walking over to the American Airlines Theater on Wednesday night, Asked her a couple questions. First, I wanted her to finish her thought on Uncle Vanya at Lincoln Center Theater and then another big story from Wednesday. So it's gonna bounce back and forth. You're gonna hear us walking down the street talking about some news. And then I'll be back in from here in my hotel with some other information and details about these stories and the rest of the day's news. All right, Grace, we did not get to talk about it yesterday because you were busy seeing Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. But I could not do a show without getting your thoughts on the casting for Uncle Vanya at Lincoln Center Theater.
1: Here's the thing, some things should be illegal. And one of those things is this casting, because it's so good, it feels wrong. Like, there's just no way that Alfred Molina and Steve Carell being in the same place doesn't make me absolutely combust. Like, there's something so exciting about seeing these two absolute titans on stage with Jane Shell and Anika Noni Rose, and I'm sorry, the list goes on and on, so I'm not trying to like single any one particular person out, but like Alfred Red Molina is out here, and I just want to say, can I be sat for this production, please? Like, Steve Carell, on his way to get a Sbarro slice of pizza, as he's one to do in one of the episodes of The Office, um, but he is he's a star, and he's so... I think he got his flowers with... Um, the, the Foxcatcher film, I think that that was really when people were like, oh, right, we forgot he's an actor. And I'm like, guess what, baby? Comedians are actors. Shut the hell up. But I'm so excited to see them both in this. And like the fact that like Heidi Schreck is pinning and then Lila is directing. It's like, who did we not call? This is excellent. So I'm very excited.
0: If you missed all of the details about the casting for Lincoln Center Theater's production of Uncle Vanya coming up in the spring, you can get all of that information in yesterday's episode of Today on Broadway. Alright, our first story from today's news is the fact that the Broadway-bound musical adaptation of The Queen's Gambit has announced its creative team. Based on Walter Tevis' best-selling novel, which eventually became a huge streaming sensation on Netflix, the musical adaptation, which we have previously talked about, has announced that Academy Award-nominated singer-songwriter Mitski will write the music and lyrics Playwright Ebony Booth of Primary Trust and other shows off-Broadway will write the book. And Obie Award-winning director Whitney White, who is currently represented on Broadway in Jaja's African Hair Braiding*, will direct. They also announced some of the producing team, and while we don't get into that very often, I will mention that Tony winner Adrian Warren is a part of the team. So that is uh, very exciting. Now, I admit, I am not familiar with Mitski. Unsurprisingly, Grace is. And uh, we'll get into that here in a second. But in the press release, Mitsky said, quote, before Level Forward, which is one of the production companies involved with the show, even brought the idea of making a musical of The Queen's Gambit. I was a fan of the Netflix show and an even greater fan of the original novel. So I was already determined to be a member of this team. And then I met Ebony and Whitney and my determination grew tenfold. I absolutely had to be a part of this. I'm ecstatic to get to work with all these amazing creatives who've each built beautiful and unique repertoires of their own. As always, no details on the timeline of this, but again, as we always say, when they announce a creative team, that usually means that things are further along than we would know on the outside, that there has actually been writing done, and while it might not be ready for production in the next two months, we will probably start to hear about developmental workshops and readings and presentations in the next six to nine months, and then we will go with an out-of-town trial or an original production or something somewhere from there. All right, we're gonna head back to the streets of New York City and see what Grace has to say about Misky, Ebony Booth, and Whitney White coming together for the Queen's Gambit.
1: Here's, here's what happened when Grace Aki heard from behind her at a desk have you seen the Queen's Gambit list? I said, what are you talking about? They said, have you seen the Queen's Gambit creative team? I said, what are you talking about? And they said, Mitski, and I actually, at my desk, and granted, I'm on a fuse, right? I fully burst into tears, because Mitski's one of my favorite recording artists right now. She's Japanese American, like, she, if you don't, if you're not familiar with her music, please try it out, it may not be for you, but it's definitely for me, and, and it might be very much for you, and you might love her stuff. Um, she (laughs) she has a viral song right now called um my love is mine it's stunning it's beautiful it's haunting if that is any indicator of what the music would possibly be like for gambit between florence welsh and her these scores are going to be sexy and and gothic and gorgeous and ingrid yes so i'm uh, the indie girlies are thriving right now we're quaking in our absolute lesbian chairs um so this is it's very very exciting to know that she is attached to this but that's that's as far as i got okay
0: of course hopefully tomorrow we will be back with a regular version of today on broadway where grace and i can both talk about all of the stories from the comfort of uh, a, a regular chair and not walking down the street in midtown but we will have to wait and see if the internet gods decide to allow us to do that But let's get into the rest of the day's news. There's not a ton of it, but we will start with last week's Broadway grosses. Overall, Broadway saw a really impressive 10% jump from the previous week, led by a number of shows seeing substantial six-figure increases, leading the way both Sweeney Todd and Back to the Future took in more than 200,000 more than they did in the previous frame, and Hamilton, Harmony, Some Like It Hot, MJ, Gutenberg, A Beautiful Noise, Shucked, and Anne Juliet, all increasing by more than $100,000. In total, Broadway saw that 10% increase take it to $29,163,440. Attendance increased by 6%, which also obviously helped as well, to come in at 235777 butts in seats. The average ticket price did increase by 4%, although it had been dropping pretty steadily in recent weeks, to come in at 123 dollars six. Despite all of those increases, Lion King did not really increase all that much, just a little bit over $4,000, but it was still enough to come in in first place at $1,990,894. It was followed by Hamilton, less than $50,000 behind. Then Merrily We Roll Along was at $1.87 million, Wicked was at $1.6, and Sweeney Todd in seven performances was at 1.77. The rest of the shows north of $1 million were MJ, Back to the Future, Moulin Rouge, Cursed Child, Aladdin, Anne Juliet, and Gutenberg with six, like one-ish premium ticket away from $1 million at $999,517. I don't think they actually have a 400 dollars premium ticket, but because I am always looking at six tickets. They're pretty close. So pretty good week on Broadway overall. Only two shows saw week-to-week decreases. And unfortunately, one of them is a show that announced closing uh, here recently, which is uh, disappointing to see. But hopefully it picks up over the next week. That is, Here Lies Love. It dropped $37,721. Aladdin was the other one. I do not shed a tear for the folks at Agrabah because they are doing just fine. All right, another big bit of exciting news came yesterday when CBS announced its additional Broadway coverage for the upcoming Thanksgiving Day Parade. We had already talked about all of the shows they're going to be performing live on the parade route in front of Macy's. Those shows will be in Juliet, Back to the Future, How to Dance in Ohio, Shucked, and Spamalot. And at the time, I we talked about the fact that often CBS will do performances of shows that have been running either for a year or, in some cases, many years from the actual theaters. They will be pre-recorded and then dropped in during the parade cover. Coverage. We know that unless there are some sort of changes, the three shows that will be represented on CBS are A Beautiful Noise, Aladdin, and Chicago. The one thing about Chicago will be a little bit interesting is that E! News chief correspondent Kelty Knight, who's going to co-host the parade along with Kevin Frazier, is actually going to be jumping into the production of, of Chicago just for this, not for the whole run, as Roxy Hart. So she's going to do the role of Roxy in this performance with the rest Of the Chicago cast. All right, this next story is a little weird, um, but if you remember back to earlier in 2023, one of the most followed things on all of social media and in entertainment news was the court case in which Gwyneth Paltrow was sued for a collision that she was involved in on a ski trail. Well, that has been turned into a new musical. Of course, the new musical Gwyneth Goes Skiing will play London's Pleance Theater this Christmas from December 13th through the 23rd. The musical is based on the testimonies from the actual trial that took place earlier this year. So if you don't remember, in 2016, a retired optometrist named Terry Sanderson filed a lawsuit against Gwyneth Paltrow, claiming that he was left with a concussion, four broken ribs, and a brain injury that required compensation. He sued the Academy Award-winning actress for $3.1 million, and then Paltrow countersued him for $1 and attorney's fees, and the jury decided in Paltrow's favor After testimony had indicated that it was actually Sanderson that ran into her making him the offending party. It was an absolutely insane case, much mockery at a time, and obviously people were mocking it so much they decided to write a musical about it. If you want more information, you can check that out in the show notes. All right, I've got a handful of feel-good recommendations for you today. One is all of the news and some videos about the surprise Beyonce style drop of the merrily we roll along cast album it was first announced on November 14th from the stage of the Hudson Theater where Jonathan Groff announced that hey we haven't talked about this at all other than the fact that they did mention that they were in the recording booth on one of their TV appearances but he said hey guess what at midnight Our cast album is going to drop. I've already listened to some of it. It is very, very good. So we've got the video of that announcement. And then they also released a music video of them performing the title song, Merrily We Roll Along. So you can check both of those things out. I actually had a friend in the audience there, but not someone from here in New York. A friend of mine um, from Orlando was actually in the audience. So uh, he told me it was a very, very cool surprise to hear Groff talk about that after the show. Next, there is a great article in the LA Times focusing on some of the upcoming award season things. And this one actually is very close to home because it is looking at the song Camp Is At Home, which is the Academy Award eligible song from the movie Theater Camp. The article by Michael Ordona talks to two of the writers from the show. First, the film's co-writer and co-director Nick Lieberman and then Mark Sonnenblick, who is a former Broadway radio guest, who is the film's songwriter and composer. They talk about how together, along with the other three writers and co-stars of the film, they collaborated on the song Camp Isn't Home, how it fits into the big picture of the film with the improvised style, kind of the Rent Anthem vibe and all of that stuff. So really great reading. And, and you know, now that the film's been out for five, six months, it's a nice kind of reminder how much we all loved it. And, and this song very well could be in the running for the Academy Awards when those get announced. Recently, we talked about the first trailer for the new Mean Girls musical movie adaptation. We talked about the fact that there really wasn't much of anything that would have indicated that it was a musical. On Wednesday, they released a new trailer that made it very, very clear. We actually get to hear Renee Rapp singing as Regina George in it, so this was very cool. You should check this out. And finally, not only do we love a good piece of merch, we also love a funny, silly piece of merch that you cannot find anywhere else but... Yesterday, it was announced that the Broadway revival of Spamalot is partnering with Hormel Foods, the maker of Spam. Spam is going to be an opening night, K-N-I-G-H-T, sponsor for the show. And a limited edition Spam can featuring Spamalot art has also been revealed along with a bunch of other merchandise things. It is absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to see it later this week. And I... I think I might have to get this. I've never had spam in my life and I can nearly guarantee that I will never have it in my life. But I um, but I kind of want it. So we will see what this is all about. All right, that's all that we have for you today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me pretty much anywhere at Matt. Um, also, don't forget to follow things in our feeds. I've got my interview with Stephen Schwartz coming out. I still have that interview with Clyde Alves that is coming up as well. And of course, over on Patreon, my log episodes. So have a wonderful Thursday and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.